It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. App available in the App Store, GigaJaguar.us. You can stream the show live. 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. I always, uh, I spend a lot of damn money on that app. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I want people to download the damn thing. Uh, Mary Mann is going to be with us here in a few moments. We're going to be chatting with her about all sorts of different things, and, uh, uh, coming up later this week, we'll be talking to Dr. Jack Caravelli. Uh, he is back from his uh, world travels, and he will be chatting with us on our big broadcast. And uh, coming up this weekend on our iHeart edition uh, slash amfm247.com program, we're going to be chatting with uh, Don Mazzella, Dan Perkins, and of course, IQ Al Razzoli. Uh, first guest is the author of a best selling book, There Are No Enemies which has a great practical philosophy of life. We'll, we'll ask her to expand on this. Mary Mann is with us on the big broadcast. Mary, welcome to the program. How are you, my friend? I'm very fine. Thank now, you very much for having me on your show. Yes. Let, let's, let's talk about a great practical philosophy of life. I want you to expand on this, my friend. Tell me all about this. Well, the most important thing for us uh, to think about in the world today is uh, trying to achieve peace um, throughout the whole world. And we can do that by understanding that uh, we really do not have any enemies if we all work hard at it. And how I came to that conclusion, it was uh, through my own life, really. My father was in the First World War. That was the considered a war to end all wars. You know, it started in 19... 19- and then in 1915 was the great um, Anzac, the Gallipoli campaign with the Australian New Zealand Army Corps uh, at, at the instigation of Winston Churchill, um, landed on Gallipoli Peninsula and tried to get to Russia so that they could shorten that great war and not have the, the Western Front, which carried on for many years and killed so many soldiers. And the soldiers themselves, what I learned from my father and the letters that he wrote from uh, Gallipoli and from the Western Front, the soldiers soldiers themselves did not hate the other soldiers uh, from the other side. Even uh, during the, um, on one Christmas uh, on the Western Front, uh, the the German soldiers got out of their trenches and the um, British and Irish and Australian, New Zealand soldiers got out of their trenches, and they all sung Silent Night together. <laughs> and that was on Christmas. So that's how they really all felt. And then they went back to um, fighting again. Um, so it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing for us to be thinking about now, but it's the way uh, we need to go. And incidentally, in the mail today, I just got something from Jimmy Carter. You know, when Jimmy Carter finished the presidency, uh, he decided to do all these 
wonderful things. And he just yes, all the wonderful humanitarian uh, things. All the wonderful humanitarian things. Yes, he yes. Me, he just sent me a beautiful card, and on the front of it, it says, Imagine Peace. And it says, As our thoughts focus on family and our many blessings during this sacred time, we ask you to join with us as we imagine a world at peace. Rosalind and Jimmy Carter. It's it's up on it's up on my mantle here. It's my prettiest um, Christmas card this year so far. Uh, so that was, and then that First World War uh, ended in 1919. Uh, and then, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Twenty years later, uh, first of all, we started with uh, Hitler, who was just a little nondescript person in the end of the First World War. Yes. Uh, he. Got, he got into Germany, and, and the German people were, you know, they were very sad and, and hurting terribly because they had to pay reparations, and the average, the ordinary person, uh, was not doing very well in Germany at all. So he was emotionally able to say, hey, 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 follow me, follow me, I'll give you, I'll give you all these wonderful things. And before long, then, we had a fascist Germany, and then in 1939, uh, we had the Second World War. Now, that Second World War started, um, as soon as that Second World War started, um, England and Australia were involved again. The young Australian soldiers, who were, many of them were children of the Anzacs, went off to North Africa to fight. And then suddenly Japan enters the war, and Japan decides that it wants to invade Australia. So Japan is coming down to invade Australia. We happened to be living in the state of Queensland. That was a northern state of Australia. Our state was not even going to be defended. Um, my father taught my 16-year-old sister how to drive a, a, tin, a, a Model T Ford so we could be evacuated. And then, 75 years ago, tomorrow, it's actually the 6th of December in Australia, we are 18 hours ahead, 7th of December in the United States of America, you know what happened. The Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Yep. And when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, America was in the war. And so one of the very first things they did was send a whole bunch of beautiful, beautiful soldiers to Australia so that they could go up to New Guinea and stop the Japanese and stop the war in the Pacific. A whole lot of those soldiers um, came to my hometown, which happened to be on the Tropic of Capricorn, it's called Rockhampton, and they trained there because that was, um, they, a lot of those soldiers came from the northern part, uh, you know, in the western states, Washington State and Oregon and some from California. So they were not used to um, the tropics and they had to go and fight the Japanese in New Guinea. And that was uh, a terrible time. I mean, I think um, one of your great senators was on the Burma Road and um, John McCain, and he was part of that war in the Pacific. Yes. And that was a a terrible war also, and that was the Second World War. And um, if not for America, you know, the Americans built the very first road that we had in Australia from north to south. Um, they, we just loved uh, the soldiers when they were 
in our hometown. And so we have great fondness for um, the United States. And so I try to learn um, from those things. My the, the soldiers used to come and um, we always invited them. There was always somebody, um, an American soldier at our dinner table. You know, my father would bring them or my mother would bring them. And then some of them would go downstairs with my father and he would, some of them would bring some of their uh, tools and things. I, I think they had, you know, some sort of guns and things. And, and he would work with them and then he would come upstairs and sit down and sigh sometimes and say, they're not going to make it <laughs> with some of them who would come up, you know, because the fighting uh, up there in New Guinea um, was something awful in the Second World War. So that Second World War eventually came to an end in Europe. And of course, we were far away from what was happening in Europe. We were children. And uh, there were some magazines that used to be, you know, but my parents would sort of take them away. And so it was, we didn't, um, it was very hard for us. It's still impossible for me to understand um, the Holocaust. But that happened during um, the Second World War. And so our civilization was very seriously damaged by that Second World War. Um, you know, even worse than the First World War, because in the First World War, that's when the airplanes came into action and they dropped bombs on people. But you know, it wasn't wasn't too severe. But and then they and then they got the um, the other things that rolled over the trenches and and killed people. And so we just escalated all of the forces we had as human beings in order to uh, kill each other. And when they dropped the bombs in those beautiful cities, Dresden, and a lot of those cities in Europe, it really degraded our, um, our, you know, it degraded our humanity in many ways. And uh, we finally pulled out of that Second World War, and then I was studying theatre because I wanted to, I thought I could write a classical tragedy about war. <laughs> and I went all the way back to Aristotle to study how to do that, and in 1966 I came over here to America, my older sister, who just passed away, she um, married a very beautiful, my best friend, <laughs> American soldier, and uh, she came over and uh, they lived in Seattle. And uh, then I came over here in 66 and I studied at the University of California in Berkeley. And I had an apartment right plumb in the middle of right across the street from the campus and as you know, 1966 was the middle of the Vietnam War. And the Vietnam War was another very, very awful war where the, the people who suffered the most, you know, were the young, young men who, from both sides, from everywhere, you know, who just, the governments just told them to fight. And so they fought, and, but they didn't have, they, they didn't have their enemies. They, they just fought because they come and told them they had to fight, you know. And a lot of them went up to Canada. A lot of them would do things to hurt themselves so that they didn't have to, so that they could avoid the draft in some way or other. But that Vietnam War was worse 
than the other wars because the other yes wars that you 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 are you are completely correct mary that uh the vietnam war just from just from everything that i've read over the years and 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 different things uh, why was that war such a uh, such a worse uh situation well the first war first world war the second world war people were fighting for freedom for yep. liberty for the whole world you know but the vietnam war just was not like that it just it was in a strange country it just was a different war altogether and the terrible things that were done in that war the damage that was done uh, you know and i knew a lot of those students and i have followed them over the years and when they came back from that war they were not hailed as heroes the way they were after the First World War and after the Second World War. They had done what their country told them to do. Yes. But when they came back, uh, nobody appreciated it. What, And, of course, the things that, were, they were, things that were done in that war were appeared to be more inhuman somehow, that, you know, whole areas were bombed women and children, and it was just... There didn't seem to be any sense to it. And the students in Berkeley were just going crazy. Everybody was going crazy. It was such a stupid, stupid war, you know. And, and that affected um, the United States, I think, because after that, people, you know, after the First World, after the Second World War, America was on top of the world, you know. It was just, it had saved really so much so much of the world had been saved because of all the energy that was able to be brought together by this great, great country, you know. But after the Vietnam War, it seemed to change. It seemed to be something of a dominating country. And yep. in, it, it, a few of the presidents now have been trying to reshape that image, but, you know, because it's not good to have a a dominator anywhere in the world. No, no. <laughs> you know, Hitler thought he was going to be a dominator, and he said, oh, you know what, the white race is, is we got to be supreme, we we got to be on the top of everything, we got to be the greatest nation, so forth. That's not really the way the world is. And in the book, um, There Are No Enemies, when I went all the way back to Aristotle, there is a great science of being, and the whole world is one in every in other words, we all belong to the universe, and we don't have somebody who's a dominator. We have equality. And, of course, we're still struggling for gender equality in this world. We got really, really close to having, you know, more gender equality, but it's been delayed a little bit. This is the millennium of the woman. This 21st century is the millennium of the woman. We were hoping... Uh, you know that it would that would that would happen now, but we have to wait a little bit longer. Just the same as, you know, this uh, terrible shooting incident of um, in the country here somewhere where a policeman shot a man fleeing. You know, and we have to, and the family was very beautiful and said we have to be patient. Justice will be served, and and women have to be a little bit more patient. Equality will come. When we have equality, all kinds of equality, human equality, equality of 
that female and the male, that's when we really will have peace, peace again. And no nation will be really greater than another nation. Maybe it will have some wonderful things about it that it will be able to help other nations as well as its own nation, which America did after the Second World War. So hopefully that's going to, you know, and we'll pay attention to the planet and understand that we are all, we are all part of this planet. Every single creature on it deserves to live in peace and not be obstructed to fulfill uh, the best of what God gave them, whatever it is, you know. And no nation is really greater. We don't have the, we don't have a greatest nation in the world. We just have this, a very strong, beautiful nation who wants to help everybody in the world and, and have equality for everyone around the globe. And that's what the, there are no enemies. Because if you look up the meaning of enemy, you know, if you don't have an enemy in your heart, if you don't dislike anybody, <laughs> you don't have an enemy. You. Some people say, oh, he's my enemy. Well, what do you mean by he's my enemy? He's my enemy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, if in his heart he decides, hey, I don't want to hurt anybody, you know, then and we decide, well, I, I don't want to hurt anybody either. Well, if nobody wants to hurt anybody... We don't have any enemies, do we? <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you, Mary, your your message needs to be needs to be spread more because I, I I'll tell you, I, I love that idea. If 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 uh, if you don't hate anybody and I don't hate anybody, we don't have any enemies. I love that. Oh, thank you. Well, if we get enough people in the world understanding that, then we don't need to have any wars, in, do we? We don't need to spend all this money on arms and defense and soldiers, and we don't need to do that. We can just, you know, send people to other countries. You know, like um, a, a lot, a lot of people go in, on missions uh, to other countries to try to understand other people's cultures and enjoy um, other people, and just bring us all into the great human family, which is. And we have to understand that we are the custodians of the planet. We human beings are the custodians of the planet. It's in our hands to determine whether our planet is going to survive or not. And we're not doing a very good job of it right now because um, here in California, we have so much heat that all of our beautiful trees are dying by the thousands. I can't put any beautiful flowers in my garden anymore. I have to put all succulents because it's getting so dry and parched and we have to be aware of what's happening on the globe we are the custodians of the planet and we have to be watching out for that all the time and i don't know what's happening with standing rock but i wrote a poem when the poem says the land belongs to god the land really doesn't belong to us we are custodians of it we can never own it and we can never do things to it that are going to hurt it that's not the way the organic nature is supposed to go. And we learned that from Aristotle, and we need to study our, uh, you know, study the science, the science of being all together. That's another thing that I have uh, in the book, and make sure that our governments pay attention to nature and understand what a beautiful 
what a beautiful system we have, how beautiful nature is, and that we have to work with it because it's more powerful than we are. <laughs> you know, the old, the old king years ago, Canute, he stood on the edge of the ocean and said, stop, <laughs> thinking that he could stop the tide from coming in. But, of course, the tide came in. <laughs> yes. <And> so <laughs> we have to be, you know, we have to understand nature, and we have to know, and we have to understand that the 21st century is the millennium of the woman. We're going to have equality. We have to wait a little while, but we're going to have equality. And, you know, a woman, when she looks at a person, that could be her child. So the woman is the nurturer. When a woman has a big hand and a big say in what's going on with the world, she's going to be a protector of other people. She's yes. She's going to try to dominate them. She's going to take care of them. She's going to protect them. She's going to bring them all into her fold because that's the way nature is, you know. And Hillary Clinton, when she went over to Beijing or wherever it was, she said, "Human women's rights are human rights. You know, because women, even in Africa, the girls don't get educated. The girls need to be educated equally. And then we will have, um, you know, we will have their own enemies. Because it's hard for women to have enemies. You look at a child, and you know, it doesn't matter what color skin they are, they're still children. And you're still going to love them, you know. And so if you can just carry that on through, you know, the whole world to just look at somebody and see the divine in them because God is in everyone <laughs> you know we all came from the same place which is whatever it is and we're all going to the same place because we all are born and we all die so we're all members of this great human family and we have to understand that and when we all understand that we don't have to spend money fighting each other we can spend money trying to take care of our planet trying to make sure that, you know, the islands uh, in the Pacific are not going to be sunk under the ocean and that the, uh, in, in the south, uh, in the, the, the snowpacks are not going to be diminished. A lot of the snowpacks are being so diminished we will be running out of water in lots of places. We have to... You, you are correct on that, and there, and there are a lot of folks, and we've talked about it on this broadcast, uh, up there in Canada, it seems that their water supply... Uh, Nestle, the, uh, the, the corporation is, uh, basically soaking up all their water and trying to sell it back to them. Um, there, there is all sorts of different things. Talk, talk a little bit about some of the different issues, uh, in, in the world, uh, kind of spotlight some of the different things that, that you, uh, that, that, that you're, you're thinking about these days. Well, I'm thinking mostly about, um, equality. And I'm thinking a lot about taking care of the planet, educating everybody so that everybody is able to, you know, to fulfill themselves and trying to work out. We have to put all of our heads together. Nobody knows really better, but we can all put our input. We have to work out how these countries work in terms of who is allowed into each country and how we're going to handle it. Um, and it can be done if enough people just put their minds together and try to figure out uh, how to do it because the resources in the world are really enough to provide for everybody, but we have to be careful and we have to watch our population growth 
people, you know, in China, they were pretty smart a number of years ago. They decided only one child. It was a bit too smart because they ended up with, you know, they, 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 have, re, they have changed that a little bit and they let people have more than one child. But, you know, 10 children, 20 children. I mean, I think my great-grandmother had, they had 20 children. We can't, you know, we can't allow, we can't have the world being overpopulated like that because we have to, we have to try to encourage people to understand that a certain number of children is nice, you know, that going beyond that is a bit crazy because we are jeopardizing the life of all of the other millions of the people around the world. And, and until we understand the planet and the resources of the planet and the number of people that we can handle on this planet, uh, we, we have to pay more attention to that. And so those things need to be, uh, you know, just... And we have the United Nations. We, we need a, like a united peoples of the world because nations just divide, got divided up because people decided to draw a line. And, you know, the problem with Israel, even after that Second World War, is that England just decided, plus a few other countries, just decided to give some land, um, and they called it Israel. But they didn't realize that they took that land from somebody else. And, you know, that's not fair. And so that has festered ever since, and we haven't had anybody really um, with the understanding enough to resolve that, because they shouldn't be fighting the way they've been fighting just over land, there's always something that can be done to um, allow people to live in peace and to allow people to live. Uh, you know, it's nice. I mean, I love calling myself an Australian. However, I'm I'm a citizen of the world. Uh. I mean, the world is a lot more. <laughs> it's a lot more important than just one country. I mean, it's lovely you have a place where you belong, and the Australian Aborigines, they, their culture is that. So your spirit goes back to where you were born, you know. Yes, that, yes, I've heard that, Mary. Yes, yes. And then the Australian Aborigines, if they wanted to move to somebody else's territory, you know what they did? They started singing the song. You know, every tribe has their own song. We, we have our national anthem in, a, in, a, in America. They basically immerse themselves in, in the culture, essentially, is what you're that, saying. That's right. And, and that asks permission and gives respect. You ask permission, give respect to come onto your land, and you know, and then enjoy the culture there, and then you move on. And you know, in Australia, the Aborigines never had any fences. They just, they, they just, they were nomadic. They just crossed the land, but they never took anything. They never took more than they could eat, you know, or or work with at the time. And when they left a place, they would make sure that everything was the way it was. Not that we want to live that way today, but we can learn things from the indigenous cultures that, you know, even this thing at Standing Rock, and I haven't even been following that that much, but everybody with any intelligence in this country knows that there have been so many terrible, terrible spills and terrible, terrible destruction to nature, to human beings, so we have to be a lot more careful about how we handle this earth, that we don't know how much the earth can sustain. We don't know, uh, we don't have the right, I've written poems about this, oh, you know, when one of them ends up, you have no right to do this to me because I am Mother Earth. <laughs> Mother Earth is more powerful than any one of us, so we have to treat her with the greatest respect and we have to watch the things 
that we do that hurt Mother Earth, and we have to make sure that uh, we don't hurt Mother Earth any more than, you know, than we need to. We have to learn from the indigenous cultures to do that. We have to learn from each other all the time. And we have to get rid of those idiotic guns. I mean, why, you know, it was okay to have a gun wavy when the country was founded and, you know, you didn't have police forces and everything. But when you have a police force, I mean, who needs a gun? Well, see, see this, Mary. This, this is where I, I have, I have a sort of two different opinions on this. I think that people should be able to have guns to protect themselves because a lot of times the bad guys or the criminals or whatever you want to call them, they have guns. But at the same time, I agree with you. You know, we have a police force. We have. You know, uh, different things like that. Um, I know a lot of folks who are who who own guns, who who have gone through the training classes and things like that. And a lot of times, they just have them just for protection. Uh, where do you come down on that that end of things, Mary? Oh well, they put them uh, safely. They lock them up and they put them yeah. in a safe place. Yeah. And they have them available if they might ever uh, need them. You know, and maybe there are a lot of people. To our hunters when I was a child, and I was a good shot in Australia because uh, <laughs> I had a daisy air, with a daisy air rifle, I used to go with my brother, and we was we was would shoot things on the trees and things like that, and it's it's a kind of a fun thing, but <clears throat> guns used to uh, kill other people, mostly in wars, you know, and then these huge automatic guns um, with automatic. 20 releases and all that kind of thing. It doesn't make any sense for the guns. Well, and see that's and and see that's also where where I agree with you. I I, I believe I, I remember when uh, Bill Clinton was in the White House and they went through and they had the uh, the the assault weapons ban. Um, yes. It didn't hurt anybody's rights. Everybody still had guns. You yes. just couldn't go out and purchase a gun that could fire a thousand clips a second. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand why we have that. That's that that that's where we agree on on the gun issue. I have to say. Yes, yes, and you see, with every issue like that, there are always points of agreement because we're always human beings. And when we have a, when a difficulty arises, like what you just said, when somebody shoots off and kills, that's when we have to act as citizens say, wait a minute, maybe we got to change, and that's what Clinton did, maybe we have to, you know, we have to change this a little bit, but but we don't have to get angry and upset, and, and language, you see, we have to be careful of our language, because if you use language of hate, it arouses people, see, that's how Hitler started out in the 1930s, uh, he just drew on people's emotions, and he... He made, and you know, they followed along because it was easier. We are the best, we are the strongest, and we can kill if we want to. You know, no, 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 we can't kill. Uh, we have reverence for life. With the most important thing as a human being is reverence for life. We don't have a right to harm another human being. That's a natural law. It's really only, well, I mean, they have found some, they have found some animals who do go and kill each other, but... Uh, Human beings, 
with the intelligence that we have, we don't have any right to go out and just uh, hate other people and try to kill other people. We don't have a right to do that. And if there are some people who are showing those tendencies then when they're young, you know, then we need to have people on the alert. We need to create a community where we know people. We know, you know, and if there's somebody who... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.